Katrin is Mkalipian. Yes, Mkalipi. I nominate uh, Honorable Peggy. Is there any second for Honorable Hadebe? Second. Seconded. Hello. Hello. Thank you. We have a second. Okay. Is there yes, any other? I was, yes, I was also seconding the name of Peggy. Thank you, Mom Kizi. Is there any other nomination? In the absence of any other nominations, Mr. Hadibi, can we ask you to take the chair, please? Um, th th thank you, thank you, Sharon. Um, good afternoon, everyone, and, and apologies for starting our meeting uh, late. Am I audible enough? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes, you are. Um, well, yes. Welcome to uh, members of the portfolio committee and welcome to the representation from SALGA as led by the president. Um, our agenda item is in relation to uh, SALGA. We've all received the presentation and recently we've also got an updated uh, presentation. So our agenda item is the presentation from SALGA uh, in relation to its role with the assist of combating the COVID-19. I'm not too sure from side of SALGA who will be taking us through the presentation. Get an indication, uh, colleagues, who will be doing the presentation. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Jefferson, and thank you very much okay. to the Portfolio Committee for inviting us. Uh, because um, of time, I will no longer introduce our team. Honorable President, can uh, I just request uh, that whoever is not speaking on the platform, can you please mute our mic so that we avoid the echo? So when the presenter is giving us the presentation, all microphones should be muted. Thank you. You can proceed, Honorable President. Thank you very much, Chairperson. I was saying I will not take long in terms of the course of time, but I have got a team of NEC members from the presidency. Uh, the CEO will lead us with the presentation. I will request that members will introduce themselves as they make engagements later on with the team. But amongst us is Councillor Gumete, Councillor Ngangelizwe, Councillor Baloi, Councillor Stofile, Councillor Sotashe, and Councillor Poisons, who are joining the presidency from Saga. The CEO, COO, uh, our head of municipal infrastructure, and our head of municipal finance in the Saga will be joining us. Can we hand over to the CEO for a presentation? Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, CEO, over to you. Can I please request the, the request I've made previously? It's also applicable to all uh, uh, media personnel and anyone of us who's joining the meeting. Please make sure that your mic is on mute so that we can have a clear audio on the person giving the presentation. CEO, over to you. Chairperson, uh, I hope I'm 
Am I audible, Chairperson? Yes, uh, proceed. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson, to all the honorable members and the leadership of the uh, it's an opportunity for us to share with the committee, which we truly appreciate, the areas of work that we are doing as in terms of meeting municipalities effectively respond to COVID-19 calamity that we all face. So the presentation will cover all these areas as outlined, and we will also reflect on the recommendations that we are suggesting to the committee. Firstly, we will cover the disaster management directives that relate to us as, as local government. And we will also respond on what that we are doing as a sector, including highlighting additional areas that in our view constitute an additional burden to municipalities in respect of the impact on the revenue a component of our municipal functions. We will also raise areas around some of the concerns that have been reported publicly in respect of the conduct of councillors as alleged. What are some of the challenges that municipalities themselves are raising? And we will also respect, respond on the fiscal angle of what needs to be done on this issue. Lastly, we will touch on the solidarity pledge that uh, the President of the Republic has called on all the members of society, as well as public office bearers in particular, across all spheres, to respond around this. We are in an era of uh, COVID-19. Since the 15th of March, when the President addressed the nation and indicated that on the 16th, there will be regulation declaring the state of national disaster in the country in terms of the Disaster Management Act. So if you look at some of the directives that have been promulgated, there are about six of those. And of those, three relate to other departments. And of those, three relate to COCTA in terms of Regulation 318, Regulation 399, with all the directives as outlined in the regulatory prescript that has been outlined. So all of these pertain to what needs to be done by municipalities, as well as pertaining to conduct in terms of group meetings. We also have other directives that are directed at municipalities, but these arise out of other sector departments. The one being transport, the second being development, the third one being treasury regulations insofar as creating a dispensation for municipalities to be able to, to operate outside the usual framework of calling for public meetings for IDPs as well as budget. So there's a battery of measures, chairperson, that have been directed to municipalities in respect of this. Of course, some of these have led to us postponing major events. And I would imagine it applies to Parliament and many other institutions that COVID-19 have a disruptive force to all our normal work. Now, on the regulations, that speaks to what are we doing in so far as our core mandate 
of providing essential services to communities. These are some of the areas that honorable uh, members will be familiar with in terms of what we do day to day as municipalities. But we have also understood the impact of COVID. And in that respect, made sure that we must continue providing electricity in a manner that does not allow for disruption, as well as areas of disconnection in terms of the, the credit control measures. But later on in the presentation, we will then highlight the impact of some of these areas. Regulation 318 pertain to quarantine facilities, as well as shelters. So this is the work that relates to what we have done as municipalities in that respect. And so far, in respect of quarantine facilities, there is about 57 that have been identified, of which 28 are already activated, and 855 uh, of these, uh, in terms of people, have already been put into those facilities, in those quarantine facilities. In respect of shelters, hey, in respect of shelters, there is about 166 shelters for homeless that have been operationalized, and approximately 13,000 people have now been put into those 166 shelters. CFO, my apologies. Chair, uh, are you with us? I think I'm connected by hook or crook. My apologies, ne? Becky, right. proceed. Have... You can proceed during the meeting. Hello, President. Uh, Chair, our, our meeting is already in session and we are live on panel 408. So um, the presenter is uh, busy doing the presentation. We'll continue in that regard. Once the presentation has been concluded, you will take over. The, the role of, of chairing. Can you proceed? Yep. And apologies yeah, you can you. proceed. I was still busy with IT. Thank you. I'm sorted now, finally. Thank you. My apologies. You can proceed. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. These are facilities that have been identified for quarantine uh, purposes. And in total, they are 57 as spread across all the nine provinces of our country. In terms of Regulation 399, what are we doing as local government in respect of provision of water and sanitation? This is the, the work we are doing, uh, uh, Chairperson, in terms of this uh, uh, regulation. I, I hope uh, it's uh, moving on your side. Um, there's a bit of a... Um, disruption on our side it's um, it's it's doing searching uh, my apology is it is it proceeding on your side in terms of the screen or it's blank also mine says dma computer regulation 399 water and sanitation yes uh, we we are trying to trying to move on this slide and then um, it has got uh, something that is a bit uh, uh, disrupting it's uh, so we are, we, we are on slide 12 of seven from our side 
Yes, Chairperson, uh, if it's the one that says 399. Yes, slide 12. So there's a, a bit of a, a challenge on our side on the on the slide movement. There's a bit of a freeze on this Chairperson, uh, slide. Chairperson, I can flash the slides from my side if there's a problem. Yes, if you can fly it, I'll appreciate that. Okay. Uh, from from three. Yes. All right. Can everyone see? Yes. Can you take us slide slide twelve? So, so on on slide twelve, uh, Chairperson, it was. Uh, on um, on um, on the regulation three nine nine. Yes, you, and you can, the the work we are doing on water tank provision, as as well as the deployment of those tankers. Are we on that slide? That's yes. correct. If we are on that slide, chair. That is the profile of uh, how many of these tanks have been deployed across the, the country in respect of installation and how many are remaining to be installed across the country. There are, however, challenges that we have uh, experienced in some municipalities where some of them have not yet been, um, have not yet been um, uh, installed. So, so there is work that we are coordinating with water affairs and sanitation in so far as uh, ensuring that those municipalities must be assisted uh, in respect of that of that of that work. The next slide is in respect of regulation 399 uh, in so far as issues of communication and awareness uh, uh, to municipalities uh, as well as hygiene related. A, a, a function. In so far as communication, a chairperson, the next slide will demonstrate that the leadership of SALGA has already communicated some of the expectations that municipalities must do. And that speaks to the 28th of March communication issued by the president of SALGA to all municipalities to define what is the expected leadership role of municipalities in terms of visibility, encouraging all of them to make sure that they play the role of uh, leading the face of communities in terms of uh, councillors. So we have done that communication on top of that. We have also communicated widely in terms of media uh, in so far as what needs to be done, including in various disaster management centers that have been established across the country in respect of that. I'm now on the disaster regulation 399 that speaks to municipal operations and governance. If you can fly to that slide. And in that slide, uh, Chairperson, we are highlighting some of the additional burden that we are pointing out in so far as municipalities needs to contend with arising out of these directives. And the next slide speaks to what are those the directives. There is now clearly 
an inducement that there must be additional uh, service offering to municipalities consistent with the nature of the, the, the disease we're fighting. It requires high levels of hygiene. So therefore the frequency of servicing some of these communities needs to be almost doubled, if not tripled. There is also a need for extraordinary cleansing of public facilities um, uh, in respect of that. There is also the need for us to make sure that we also provide support measures in all the quarantine sites as identified. Mitigation measures, monitoring social gatherings, and also the frequency of our environmental health inspections, as well as availing some of facilities for homeless. So, so, so those are additional uh, responsibilities that are also imposed to municipalities, uh, Chairperson. In respect of the impact of COVID-19 on the revenues, in, uh, are, are we on slide 24? Yes, I'm, I'm on the slide on uh, the municipal revenue, uh, Chairperson. Here we are highlighting what are some of the major factors that would undermine revenue strength of municipalities. Now that we are on lockdown, indeed the issue of job losses is, uh, is going to be a major challenge that will face issues of reduced income to people and also the reduction correspondingly of collection levels by municipalities is a factor and therefore it has got a direct impact on the ability of municipalities to meet their other obligations. So it's almost like it's a perfect storm that uh, is facing all of us, uh, especially at the level of municipalities. Water and electricity, uh, issues of uh, reduced uh, consumption insofar as volumes that industries will be using for water and electricity, and the direct knock-on effect is that revenue will not come to municipalities. Rental of municipal facilities, as we know, some of our municipalities are in coastal areas, they are in high tourist attraction areas, and the consequence of not having facilities utilized has got a direct bearing on the revenue of municipalities. We also project that uh, the general decay in the economic fortunes of the country would also result in a significant drop in the payment of municipalities. The next slide is what we are projecting, Chairperson, on the areas of water and sanitation. What is the loss that is projected there? Again, the potential water sanitation losses that we are projecting pertain to the estimates that we do on the billing to municipalities as well as citizenry versus the actual billing that uh, the lockdown period would also impact on municipalities. Some of the assumptions that we, we factor in in the estimation of project revenue is that uh, we, we envisage that the reduction in revenue from business and schools is going to impact. The, some of the biggest impact is that uh, on poor communities, especially some of them where there's been major outstanding debt at present, is going to be very difficult to collect that. The collection rate for the last three months is also uh, expected to be drastically reduced the last three months of the financial year, as we all know, is April, May, June, which coincides directly with the start of the cycle of, uh, of the lockdown uh, out of the corona crisis that we all face. 
What are some of the projected under recoveries on electricity, which is the next slide? Here, Chairperson, similar to water, our collection levels would also be equally impacted, especially on areas that relate to bulk sales, industry, commerce, and, and so on. We also indicate that at the level of communities, it's going to be a corresponding knock-on effect because the consumption is also going to go high where people are sitting at home. And we've seen many of our areas, Soweto, and many areas where there's difficulties in general collect electricity that can only be compounded by some of these challenges in other areas. We are also projecting that in the new financial year 2020-2021, the collection ratios will also decline in municipalities right up until 30th June 2021, especially in respect of the sales that uh, uh, will impact heavily. Now, this is where the challenge is, Chairperson. Electricity in municipality is a major source of revenue that we use to cross-subsidize other non-revenue elements of our municipal function. So in the revenue mix, we collect from electricity, we cross-subsidize non-incoming areas of our work, your use of community facilities, your symmetries, your community uh, swimming pools, your other areas where you offer the service without directly receiving money which is your metropolis service, your traffic services, and, 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 and. So the knock-on effect is quite uh, across the entire value chain. The projected under-recoveries on property rates, which is also another revenue mix instruments that we use as municipalities. In respect of that area, unfortunately, the MFMA does not have a provision for, for special rebates that we can do in terms of these uh, areas. So it means we were likely to face also a reduction of income, especially in some of our coastal cities, in some of our major cities where there is um, uh, accommodation establishment, the hospitality industry across almost all our municipalities. So the knock-on effect is quite huge on those areas because if they can't collect, they are likely to say to us, we can't pay your rates also. So the projected financial loss to municipalities for 2020 July to 2021 is quite huge in all respects that we can imagine. And therefore, it's going to impact on municipalities. Other revenue instruments that are likely to have a knock-on effect, these pertain to events-related revenue. Your municipal stadiums, the convention centers, and other city facilities that we have, and rental facilities, fine and other traffic services, the municipal transport, bus fares, and, and, and. So it's quite huge in all respect where we are facing uh, quite a perfect storm from the revenue uh, responsibilities of our municipalities. Municipalities over the last uh, six weeks, uh, Chairperson, have also raised quite a number of issues to South Africa uh, across all provinces. Uh, in the main, Chairperson, it falls into these eight areas we have highlighted. They have limited resources and means to implement these directives. There is also sites that have been identified as I've mentioned, and they didn't have resources, limited manpower to be able to expand their services regularly. The issues around the, the response for deep cleaning and fumigation, as well as other facilities that ordinarily they would not be due, including tankard, water, and so on. So later on, we'll
it seems as if we have lost uh, the CFO. CFO, are you still there? It's the CEO. I think we lost him. Yeah. It's not the CEO. It's the CEO, CEO yes. yes. Oh, CEO. It's only the CEO. I've lost the CEO. Uh, Lance, are you on the line? Can you continue? Any part? Can can someone please contact him and and find out what what's, what's happening, uh, honourable president? Thanks, thanks, Chairperson and uh, President. But Chairperson, with your permission, let's ask the COO to continue while we are interacting with the CEO on the side, so we don't waste more time. Thank you. Can, can you also be mindful of the fact that we had already lost about thirty-five minutes of our our time, and uh, we've browse through the presentation, given the fact that it's uh, 70 slides. Can you just yeah. uh, highlight the key aspect in your presentation and, and not go through the entire presentation so that we save time? The meeting is scheduled to conclude at 6. Agree, Chairperson. Yes, Chair, because we also received the presentation beforehand. I agree. I support yeah. that view. Agree, Chairperson. Lance, proceed. Uh, th thank you very much. Uh, I think the problem was that uh, whoever is administering has switched off all of the mics, so the CEO's mic was switched off. That's why he can't be heard. Um, but but if we can uh, we can proceed to the next slide. Yes, proceed. We're on slide. Uh, what slide. what what? What what follows in the in the in the next slide are detailed list of challenges that municipalities are experiencing uh, as it relates to executing the regulations. Uh, the first of such is the water and sanitation, and you can move on uh, to the next uh, slide. Uh, and it relates in the main to uh, the use of uh, tanks and uh, and tankers. As an in, yes, a correct intervention uh, as we speak, but it has related challenges. If you can move to the next slide, uh, so that we can highlight what it is. Whilst if we if we look at the intention with uh, introducing this intervention of uh, of providing potable water, it was to ensure that the high traffic areas in our municipalities are serviced such as your taxi ranks, your stations, and your markets. But the reality is that we have a, a current status of water and sanitation delivery in the country, which shows that 3 million people do not have access to, to, to water. Where there is access, there's a 63% reliability. And uh, you would see that whilst a majority of the, of the unserved and then those are the areas we're trying to reach uh, through water tankers and uh, and tanks. Uh, they are really in the rural areas. It is uh, it is also the areas that are less affected as we as we speak, and the more affected areas are your are your urban areas. So the challenge that is coming forth is that the COVID nineteen is trying to show to us that that uh, there are serious challenges related to the supply of water and the delivery of, of sanitation 
across the country and those that are really affected are the poor and vulnerable communities. If you can move to the next slide, um, it then indicates um, the, the if we are looking at a long-term or even a medium-term uh, solution, our water tank is that solution. Uh, the reality is that uh, the need the needs are huge to solve the problem. Tankers uh, uh, and uh, tanks are not cheap. The current estimates is that it's running at 100 million rand a month. Cost is particularly high in your in your rural areas. But from a municipal point of view, the use of tanks places serious financial burdens on municipalities. It places logical logistical challenges on municipalities. And more so, it creates a sense of expectation far beyond COVID-19. And those may be expectations that as government, we will not be able to respond to. But it is also an interim solution and not necessarily a long-term solution. Um, so if we move to the next slide, um, it just shows that, yes, there are some positive aspects coming out of the use of the tanks and the water tankers as we speak, as we do see now access, improved access to vulnerable communities uh, and uh, and also uh, to areas that have been unserviced. The next uh, slide. We wanted to raise, draw, draw attention, uh, Chairperson, to the risks attached uh, to the current uh, uh, interventions and those risks relate to uh, the the got possibility of discontinuing these services post the, the financially huge financial implications, uh, and we had identified the risks. There's an impact that has also been identified, and then we are also looking at uh, mitigating factors to try and uh, mitigate against the risks, and it's all outlined in the in the presentation where we would want to draw attention uh, because it is important. It is right at the bottom of the slide that 306 million, 306 million has already been spent and there's likely to be uh, a double that being spent going forward and it will still be an interim solution and not necessarily a, a long-term solution. Uh, next slide. So, so what we are saying is that whilst this is a, this is a short-term intervention, uh, we need to look at uh, what would happen post uh, uh, COVID-19, such that we we do have an exit, and that municipalities would then have to focus together with provincial and national government would have to then shift the focus to sustainable solutions, where uh, uh, water service authorities and uh, your municipalities are able to provide these uh, services uh, over over a more longer and a sustained uh, period. Next slide. Uh, next slide. Uh, I'm just uh, taking cue from you, Chairperson, on the on the time. So so long term interventions. We are drawing attention to what those are. So so we are saying that we need to look at the diversification of our water resource mix and we can tap into all of the 
the relevant sources and available sources, uh, whether it is through acid drain mineage, through desalination, through tapping into our ground, groundwater or your surface water uh, sources. Uh, and the next few slides essentially presents what we are saying should be serious matters to attend to, to look at a sustainable long-term solution for, for, for the crisis facing us in the water uh, in particular space. And the following few slides uh, is the detail related uh, there to Chairperson, I'm not going to walk through that for, for, for ease of, uh, of the time, but it is now uh, uh, with the committee and you can look at the detail uh, in, your, in your own time. The next challenge relates to credit control. If you can move to, move to the next slide. Um, the CEO has earlier indicated that um, uh, as, as, as Salga, uh, we had looked at the challenges that the, currently, the, the country is currently facing and acknowledged the fact that there will be a huge impact on the income levels of, uh, of communities and that, and, and that you, we, are, we are already facing the fact that uh, uh, households are unable to service their municipal accounts and it would lead to disconnection, yes, besides the fact that there is already a history of a municipality having started a process of credit control, and they may be now at the point where the next step is disconnection. And that that disconnection, whether it's for water or whether it's for electricity, will worsen the situation. And as such, whilst we are mindful of the fact that municipalities must collect as much as possible, if you can move to the next slide, the Salga NEC uh, did resolve that uh, it would want to ask municipalities um, uh, to suspend their uh, um, uh, credit control measures, particularly as it relates to the part on disconnection, that step, whether it's for water and electricity. And that communique has already gone out to municipalities and many municipalities have responded positively and we would not be seeing or should not be seeing disconnections from a municipal point of view, uh, whether it's for water or for electricity. Uh, the second part is then to engage with ESCOM, because if municipalities are suspending uh, disconnections as a measure of the credit control, it will impact on a municipality's ability to generate revenue and therefore may be in a difficult position to service its debt with ESCOM. So we should also be having a conversation with ESCOM that this is the predicament that municipalities are finding themselves in, but also that ESCOM should likewise not disconnect municipalities for arrears, at least within this space of the lockdown, because it will have consequent impact, a consequent impact uh, on everyone in those municipal, uh, municipal areas. But also we should be having a conversation around with ESCOM around the interest that would be applicable during this time of the lockdown due to lack of payment uh, as a consequence of the reduced revenues of municipalities. So that has been communicated to municipalities and as I've said, there has been a positive response. However, if we move to the next slide, the difficulties that we are experiencing is that uh, ESCOM is not responding in the same vein um, and it is not coming on board in the good faith in which municipalities are coming on board. Uh, and we have seen 
uh, a number of communiques uh, to ESCOM. Uh, and if you go to the next few slides, what it shows are two examples of communiques sent by ESCOM to municipalities. Uh, the first example is a municipality requesting a, a and it's referred to as a holiday payment uh, period, uh, but drawing attention to the fact that there's this reality that is facing municipalities, but ESCOM refused to come on board and it is not willing to come on board. The second example is ESCOM threatening a municipality uh, in the Northwest um, uh, with, uh, with disconnections if it does not service um, uh, their debt. But the bigger problem, Chairperson, relates to the, the ongoing discussions around the executive authority for the function of electricity. Because in the same vein, where municipalities are unable to collect now due, because of, the, of not using disconnections, it is a normal scenario a municipality would face where ESCOM is providing electricity in its area. And a municipality is unable to use disconnections to collect revenue uh, uh, on your property rates and other service charges that a municipality is, uh, is um, uh, invoicing uh, in certain areas because ESCOM is the provider of electricity function. So it's ordinarily you would have this difficulty that municipalities are finding themselves in and, uh, and it reinforces the point that we need to reconsider the impact of this uh, uh, uncertainty around the executive authority for the electricity function and ensuring that ESCOM becomes a service provider to a municipality and a service provider that will be able to assist a municipality to uh, enforce its credit mechanisms and being able to disconnect in areas where a municipality is called trying to collect other surcharges outside of the electricity function where ESCOM is being the provider in that area. Um, so it continues to present us with challenges and uh, and uh, we are hoping that ESCOM will come on board and uh, and not uh, worsen things uh, as they currently currently stand. The next slide. The, the fiscal response, uh, uh, Chairperson, the, we have uh, 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 detailed what the impact is on municipalities currently as we speak, but likely to be the impact on municipalities going forward, at least for the, for the foreseeable nine to 12 months. Municipalities will be finding themselves in this difficulty of reduced collections and under collection, but uh, it then requires a business, business unusual uh, approach and, uh, and uh, as such, we have at least seen that there are three potential areas of fiscal response uh, to assist municipalities in this difficulty. The first such is the Disaster Management Relief Fund, uh, and that is a fund that has been made available through uh, the disaster management. Uh, so that's the first area that municipalities could tap into. Uh, for purposes of funding uh, some of the COVID-19 costs that they are uh, having to execute as per the regulations. The second is the reprioritization 
of the big funding um, um, and, 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 and there's a close link between uh, the underspending that we have in our municipal uh, spaces and areas and the, what is now being made available for municipalities to reprioritize uh, and spend towards uh, the COVID-19. So those two measures uh, are very useful measures as they are. However, the difficulty is, is that we are now uh, in week five of the lockdown and no municipality has been able to benefit from those particular uh, funding uh, options that have been available. So as we speak, a municipality is still relying on its own resources to fund the obligation that's obligations that have been placed on them by the by the regulations uh, and that is the biggest difficulty municipalities are facing as we speak the, the third area of uh, of uh, fiscal response is the 20 billion rands and, and and maybe before i get to the 20 billion rand allocation as algo we have made a proposals uh, with regard to how uh, both the the relief fund grant as well as the MIG reprioritization of the MIG funding could be spent, and uh, and that detail has been provided uh, through Octa uh, to the necessary uh, authorities. But on the on the 12 billion rand uh, allocation that has been made, I think all of us are aware. If you can go to the next slide, of the areas that have been announced as the areas of focus. Uh, for 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 uh, responding to the challenges of COVID-19, uh, and it's listed on the slide. I'm not going to detail it, but also there are areas that have been um, prioritized. Lance, can, can I give you five minutes to wrap up because we are left with uh, 43 minutes, and we still have. Chairperson, before that, ne? Yes. Can Ask uh, Councillor Sevenzile to switch off his, to mute his mic together with Mutoveli. That's why we can't hear. Their mics are on. Uh, Honorable Sevenzile Gangelizwe, can you assist yes. with, with switching off your can mic? Can you mute his mic, please? Yes. Every time you page your, your, your presentation, it gives an echo and, and a feedback. Thank you. Also Mutoveli. Yes. Also Mutoveli. As well, can mute his or her mic because those the major cause. That's why we can't hear properly. Yeah, chair, I was proposing that, seeing that we are only left with 42 minutes and we still have an opportunity for members to interact and also get feedback from Salga. Can't we give uh, Lance uh, five minutes to conclude? Lance, chair, can you also ask the secretary to unmute the CEO? Is he unable to unmute from his side? Uh, which device is he using? He can be able to unmute from his side. Lance, can you uh, summarize within the next five minutes? So, so Chairperson, uh, I hope I'm, I'm a bit more audible. Uh, there are areas that have been identified uh, for the spending of the 20 billion. Again, the challenge linked uh, to this is that uh, this is funding based on the communique from Treasury that would only be available in the new financial year uh, for municipalities. We start in July. So, so as we speak, there is very little, in fact, there is no financial uh, relief 
being given to municipalities to execute their responsibilities in terms of the regulations that have been um, that have been uh, that have been issued and the directives that have been issued. If we can move to the next slide, uh, Chairperson, uh, the challenges that have been raised uh, uh, and leveled against against councillors. Uh, El Salga very early when there were two or three cases in the media domain around allegations leveled against councillors under the signature and pen of the of the president of Salga, a communique was sent out to municipalities and condemning the behavior that we have picked up in the media uh, and specifically asking speakers of municipal councils to act in terms of the code of conduct uh, against any councillor and or official that is found to be breaching the code of conduct uh, of, uh, of the Systems Act. And, uh, and so those were in the early days, but however, Chairperson, if we move to the next few slides, you will note that as we speak, there are 19 incident, incidents across all nine provinces. So one nine incidents across nine provinces that have been picked up of misconduct from municipalities. We are presenting to the portfolio committee what has what the issue is, what has been done by municipalities, what has been done by political parties, and lastly, what has been done by the law enforcement uh, agencies uh, to respond to those uh, to those issues. We can safely say on the issues that have been highlighted, there's action that has been taken by a municipality. In some instances, we have also seen political parties coming on board and taking action to go against those that are found uh, to be contravening the regulations, but also contravening the code of conduct. So we have certainly seen positive action being taken, but we do want to make the point, uh, Chairperson, is that we have in excess of 9,300 councillors. And here we have 19 incidents uh, 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 impacting 20 councillors. But uh, it is unfortunate that the message that we pick up in the media, it's as if it is a general problem in local government. It is 20 councillors out of 9,300 odd councillors uh, and it cannot be that. Chair, is it me or there's a problem with lands? If we can move on, uh, Chairperson, we'll skip the part on the detail of the allegations and come to the last part of the presentation, which is the Solidarity Fund. Uh, and and, and uh, because I have time constraints, Chair, go to the recommendations part. Uh, skip the slide. I'll, I'll, I'll spare the detail, Chairperson, uh, and allow members. Uh, the slide before, two slides before. Slide before. Uh, no, no, yeah, you are going too far. Can you skip the slide? Skip the next slide. Yes, no, no, no. Go back one slide. And I will zoom into this slide. Chair Walsh is going back to the to the previous slide is that the the because of the 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 call made by the president the salga NEC had also considered the matter there is a, a detailed background that informed the consideration of the matter and the salga national executive committee had uh, resolved that it would recommend and why we are emphasizing the point recommend uh, chairperson 
is that the NEC of Salga is well aware of the fact that it cannot dictate to municipalities what to do as a starting point. So it's recommending a few things. So it's not dictating, it is recommending to councils to consider these matters within the context within which the NEC is proposing. And secondly, once councils have considered the matter, they would then uh, engage with municipal staff as well as councillors, and there's an expectation that certainly before any deductions can be made in terms of the necessary legislation, there should be consent from uh, municipal employees as well as councillors. So there is no there's no decision that the NEC has taken to force municipalities to implement. So what the NEC is saying that it is recommending that councillors, officials, and Salka staff must contribute uh, and pledge. There are proposals made on how councillors should pledge, how senior managers should pledge, but also how your bargaining council uh, employees uh, should pledge. So those are recommendations that are being made. It is also recommended, uh, Chairperson, that the use of the fund should benefit those within municipalities. So the difference of the, the contribution should be felt within local uh, areas. And it is within that context that a, a recommendation is made that every municipality establishes its own solidarity fund. There are terms and reference that have been developed for that fund to make it uh, uh, transparent and accountable. Um, and, and that fund would then be uh, housing the contributions that will come from municipalities, from municipal councillors in that municipality, the officials in that municipality, all will contribute to that fund. And that the funds that are contributed will then be used uh, as seed funding to also attract and encourage contributions from business and other stakeholders within that particular municipality so that those funds could then be uh, used uh, towards initiatives uh, in that particular municipality and therefore a difference could be made much closer to the to those that are contributing uh, from the respective uh, municipalities uh, it it was a bit of a rush chairperson uh, in concluding the presentation but those are the, res the resolutions and recommendations that the NEC of Salga is making. And, uh, and um, there's the last page on recommendations to the committee. And apologies for taking uh, too much of the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lance. Uh, my task has come to its final conclusion. I will therefore hand over to Honorable Mutambi to proceed with the meeting as the chair of the committee. Thank you so much, colleagues. Oh, so are you, that you are done. Uh, just note the hands that you started with the people at the meeting. I will then take over once uh, the responses and we'll close the meeting. Note the people that are in the meeting. All right. See, you started with the meeting. No, um, can I see um, colleagues, uh, members that want to ask questions? Uh, Honorable Mukalipi, you'll be the first. Who else uh, wants to ask questions? Honorable Kaba. Honorable Kaba, you'll be the second one. 
And Honorable Brink, in that order, is there anyone and else? Hussein. Okay, Honorable Hussein, you'll be the last one. Honorable Mkhalifi. Oh. Thank you very much. Yes, okay. Just hold on. Just hold on. Okay, and Honorable. I'm in here, Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Thanks, uh, Chair. Honorable Mkhalifi, proceed and Honorable Honorable Martlow, we are left with uh, 30 minutes. So ideally, uh, each member should uh, limit him or herself to 30 minutes max. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, I think that also we need to discuss that because it was not our fault. It was beyond our, our, our shoulders that we started the meeting late. So I think that the committee must also throw the chairperson to discuss that to see when can we have um, more time with uh, with Salga on the issues because if you are going to limit us to three minutes, uh, is not going to I mean justifiable. Nevertheless, chair, thanks for the presentation, um, uh, Mr. Lance and President of uh, Salga, and the CEO. I hope he's hearing me wherever he is because he had a cut off. Nevertheless, the presentation, I'm not going to go page by page because of time, but I just want to get some clarities in terms of the presentation. For instance, I didn't see in any of the presentation when we spoke about evictions, because I know it's one of the things that the minister through the regulations of the Disaster Management Act is very clear and stipulated that during COVID-19 must never, never have any kind of evictions, but we can see that it's taking place in the Western Cape, also in Johannesburg. So I just want to get clarity from Salga why they are not talking about evictions that is taking place. Secondly, if I can also get a clarity in terms of the 354 million uh, that um, uh, Lance spoke about, is this money already there at the municipality uh, using that money in terms of COVID-19, or they were just planning to, to use the money. I'm asking this question in relation to what is happening now on the ground, whereby many municipalities are using specific councillors to distribute food. And we raised this uh, issue last week uh, on, our, on our meeting, and there was no clarity in terms of food distribution by councillors in municipalities. So we need some clarity if there is a specific money that municipalities are using to distribute food in order to have some more clarity. That one. When it comes to credit control in terms of regulation 399 that talks about uh, disconnection of electricity and, and water. Uh, if Salga can also clarify some of the issues because in terms of this uh, regulation that is in place and i was listening very attentively when lance was speaking that they have communicated to municipalities not to disconnect anyone during COVID 19 in terms of this regulations but i have uh, many cases right now from all over south africa starting in polokwane and this issue was discussed with the mayor of polokwane whereby there is a person 
that is having that kind of a problem. So I had to engage the mayor of Polokwane to intervene. And there is also in Dr. J.S. Morocco, in Mfuleni, in Northwest, in Mamosa, and all over the country. So my question is, how do you relate this Management Act disaster uh, regulations to the municipalities? Because lands were saying that they have um, spoken to municipalities, even with ESCOM, and they have also get a very positive feedback. But when, the question is when, because people are experiencing that disconnection. And also, if the SALGA can also clarify some of the issues regarding those municipalities that are dysfunctional. I raised this thing last week as well, uh, if you remember very well, Chairperson, the issue of um, the, 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 the speakers that, uh, and the AMM that are, are, are also not uh, supposed to be there in terms of their contracts. So now there is 20 billion that is coming to municipalities, and we know the level of corruption in those municipalities. And what is the clear plan of Salga to make sure that there is no corruption that is taking place, as we know very well, Guti? The looting is the order of the day in those municipalities. And in terms of 87 dis- dysfunctional municipalities, how are they planning to make sure that that 20 billion is not going to, 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 to be uh, uh, useless? Uh, for now, let me pause the chairperson. Thank you very much. Um, Honorable Kaba. Uh, thank you, chairperson. Because of the time, I'll save time, but I have many questions in the Salta party. Because of time, yes, I can just, just take it here and there. Chairperson, uh, um, in terms of the lockdown, as uh, the Salka, Salka talks about to combating COVID-19, within the community or, or municipalities. Chairperson, <clears throat> I, I want to ask from the Salga about the area of Mpindwe, Nilibote, Eastern Pepu, where people they are still uh, taking water in the river and they, they don't even have the electricity that you are talking about, that cycle talking about. They still even have no basic services. If you talk about service delivery to them, it's just a dream. And uh, also, Chairperson, when they hear from something, they hearing from radio station, where in that radio station they are still using batteries like before where we came from. Uh, I want to ask you from the Salka, which municipality that uh, in, is this in, in Liborte or which uh, leaders of that are deployed there in this, in this uh, uh, municipality? Also, Chair, uh, in case that uh, a pine town, there is this man who was in live on TV yesterday, who who is sleeping in the bush. The house that he is sleeping with is, is that a bush. We cannot even regard it as a house. Where is the, the municipality in those areas? There is no municipality, there is no councillors in those areas. Chaperson, uh, if we want people to observe or obey the, 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 the rules of the regulation of COVID-19. How can these people of the uh, and people of Tafelkop, they can they gonna uh, uh, observe 
obey the rules of regulations if they don't have any basics basics of um of service delivery and also Jabasile, I want to ask you from Salga, because a, a minister of water and sanitation Honourable Taba, that will be your last question. Uh, yes, it is, yes. it is. Yes. I want to ask you from Salga, because the minister of water and sanitation has, this, has distributed tanks or, or George or tanks or in all municipalities to say what, what role Salka playing to monitor and to make sure that those tanks, Georgia tanks are going to the right places or right people. The municipality is not doing wrong things about it. Because I hear about it. Hello? I hear about one of the old councillors that to say, uh, even just them, they can come to them. They won't even have water because there will be no one who's full up in those things about water. Some of them, they've been stolen as we speak because of uh, them, they just put with no water. Thank you, Che. Thank you. Um, people that are having their microphones yet they are not speaking and it gives us an echo and a bad feedback colleagues can i request that all of us mute our microphones there's someone playing with the kids on the background thank you um the next uh, speaker honorable Teza, you have three minutes please proceed Thank you very much, uh, Chair. Uh, <clears throat> well, the first thing that I would want to to commend uh, Salka uh, for the for the clear uh, and clean uh, uh, presentation. But like Chair, every clean house you must go through and 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 check if there there is nothing under the carpet. Uh, one being the disheartening issue of, of, of Mkondo in, 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 in Pumalanga, where there is currently evictions. We raised this issue last week, uh, the, the last time we, we were here. Uh, the, the family of, of, of Khatebe and, and Simelani are now uh, housed in a, in a, in a, in a hall. Meaning that they, 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 there is a lot that uh, the, the, the farm owners are, are doing in terms of uh, 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 evictions. And, and there's a lot that we, we have to be mindful of in terms of that. Number two is the issue of uh, uh, shelters, 166 shelters uh, in that slide, slide 10. Uh, I think that government should, should, should uh, keep in mind and, and should uh, maintain the current uh, status quo in terms of uh, uh, the, the housing of, 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 of the homeless and, and training and uh, with, with training and, and, and uh, reconnection with families and rehabilitation uh, prevention, even after the crisis of COVID-19. 
because the, the, tem the temptation will be to only house them during the period and release them back to the streets with the with the sustain with with no sustainable allocation program for them in terms of impacting uh, and cha a change in their lives. Namakri uh, chair, the issue of Jojo's and water tanks allocation on slide 12 uh, across provinces. Uh, the fact that uh, they are saying that uh, the boreholes, I'm sorry, the the the, the, the jaws and the and the tankers, which in, in in rural areas are mostly parked right now in technical services, as 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 as, as uh, uh, um, uh, Honourable Kalipi has has alluded to, uh, what are, are measures uh, by by Salka to actually? A, a, employ a sustainable a, a, a water 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 a, 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 a water infrastructure, in, in, particularly when it comes to uh, the, the 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 rural areas there. Because I'm not going to talk. My argument is not on on on, on metros at all. Because metros are able to uh, are, are able to generate their their income there, and and as such. Uh, uh, in, uh, in 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 the in the in, in December quarter of, of of 2018, they were able they were only able to 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 get from the from the fiscal 17 percent there. While you have municipalities in rural areas uh, like uh, like your 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 Nobo, which is so which is solely dependent on the on the on the fiscal uh, transfers there. So the argument is that. There should be focus. There should be focused, fo focused, uh, 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 put in, in in terms of uh, making sure that municipalities have a necessary, uh, um, rural municipalities in particular have a necessary uh, 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 capacity to actually uh, 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 generate income, and and maybe we should chair look at the the formulae of of. Of, of of the division of revenue, uh, which assumes that those municipalities, all municipalities, including the, the 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 category A and the category B, category C municipalities, are all able to 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 generate income. So maybe we should look at the formulae and 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 see how we can best uh, uh, remedy the situation there. Uh, but including uh, honourable Kaiser. Oh, in conclusion, <laughs> uh, there, there are many, many uh, other other issues that I wanted to raise, but uh, the uh, uh, the major one is is the fact that uh, uh, the money allocated to money to municipalities uh, currently during this period, how will it? What what are, what are the measures? Uh, in place to actually uh, uh, make sure that uh, it's 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 well protected against corruption, uh, uh, because uh, the, the the tentative rural municipalities, uh, uh, the fact that they are tentative speaks to the to the financial independence of those municipalities. So so we should we should we should we should look into very very closely in terms of uh, the, the the rural municipalities in terms of their their, their well-being thank you chair thank you uh, honorable
Thank you, Chairperson. Jesse, before I start, I want to make two proposals, please, that all the questions that are being asked, that Salga answer them in writing to us by Thursday. And if there's any other inputs, because there's no much of, there's not enough time for everybody to ask all the questions. Um, to put questions to the Chairperson um, by, say, tonight or tomorrow, so that Salga can answer them as well. So, but to begin, my first question to Salga would be, in terms of the connection and disconnection, I'm currently uh, aware of David Craper municipality as well as Hamarakara municipality that already are cutting um, or disconnecting uh, electricity. Um, we sit with the situation of government baking municipality that have actually implemented load shedding within the municipality. Um, what are the interventions they're going to do um, and what have been done to, uh, uh, from Salga's side? In terms of um, if, if the gathering of can I say if, if the regulations keeps on stay, stating that they can't be gatherings with more than a certain amount of people, um, are they uh, looking at mechanisms that to put in place to receive comments in terms of public participation on budgets and so forth? Um, secondly, on your presentation as well, you said that some councils are having meetings um, the same as us with digital platform. Um, please just check that when there is a meeting in a digital platform that their rules of order also comply with that or else it will be an unlawful meeting and any decision on it. Then um, on slide 14, when you say installed tanks, um, what do you mean with installed? Because we sit in a situation in Makwasi Hills where some of the uh, water tankers were just put on the ground. There were no fittings on it. Um, the community had to get fittings so that the water doesn't run out of uh, out of the tanks. And some of them are so poorly connected that all of the water that's being put into the tank is actually just spilling out of the tank. Um, so um, what overview are there on them as well to see that if there is um, certain tanks being put um, that is being done correctly um, and gonna say efficiently. Then in terms of municipal revenue, um, I want to ask Salga to start engaging on to see how we can do revenue enhancement. I think it will be a nice discussion point for this committee to discuss as well. Um, and to have inputs from our side as well in terms of revenue enhancement in municipalities, especially if you cannot collect. Um, they've, um, as I summarized it quite well. And then all the councillors that had a breach of contract or a breach of the code of conduct, in terms of being a councillor in Schedule 2 of the Systems Act, um, have all of those cases been referred to the municipality as well? Because all municipalities do have a disciplinary committee or an ethics committee. Has all of those cases been referred to those committees as well? Uh, thank you, Chair. I'll pause there. Uh, thank you, Honourable Hronevald. Uh, Honourable Opperman. Thank you, Chairperson. I would like to divert your attention to page 14 and 15, Regulation 399, the presentation pertaining to the water and sanitation regarding the distribution of the water tanks and the water tankers. I question the reliability of the figures of the Northern Cape. This morning, there was enough time to do a telephonic survey in the Northern Cape, and I'd like to bring the following to your attention. The Northern Cape has been declared a drought-stricken province in August last year, and we've been allocated 837 water tanks, and of which we received only 668, of which only 379 were installed. 
I would like a breakdown of the towns where installations have taken place. And I want to know where are the 289 tanks that have not yet been installed. In the Kamisberg municipality, we received four water tankers, but we need to track water from Sedibeng water because the municipality don't have water to fill the tanks. And first, the water needs to be tested. So Sedibeng sent health inspectors out of Gauteng to test the water in the Northern Cape. And these health inspectors have since been placed in quarantine in Kamisberg municipality. So in the meantime, it means there is no water. Then in Ritfontein, Ward 16, two tanks were delivered, but not one of these tanks are in use because there is no water tanker to fill these tanks. So another constituency with no water. We have drought-stricken areas like Mir, Kakamas, Filandersbrunn, Buchelberg. They receive no tankers and no water. So no water are being delivered there. And the places where water are de being delivered, it's been done by fire truck daily. So we have 289 unaccounted for water tanks and 22 missing water tankers. And there's wards in Uppington 10, ward, Uppington Ward 10 and Uppington Ward 2, where there is no basic services and no taps, yet they receive two water tanks that has never been filled, so there is no water. So I'd like a current and real breakdown of where the water tankers are, the 289 missing water tanks and the water tankers that have not arrived in the Northern Cape. Then we received five tanks in Kakamas for an informal settlement of 3,000 people. The Vidrand informal settlement received not one tanker. The Alheit informal settlement has no tanks. Alkhrabi's informal settlement has received no tanks, but they do have taps without water. Maraba informal settlement received one tank for a thousand people. So in the Northern Cape, it is a dire situation, Chairperson. I would really like a current update on what's going on in the Northern Cape. The rest of my questions I will forward in writing. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Opperman. Um, is it Honorable Hussein, uh, the next uh, speaker? Uh, Chair, I think it was uh, Salias that was before me. Uh, oh, yes. But I'm in your hands. Okay, yes. Can we take him and then you'll be the next? I'm fine with that, yes. Okay. Uh, thanks very much, Chair. Um, I will also submit my questions in writing and I support the proposal that uh, we get written responses by a particular date. Chair, my first concern is something that I did not see in the Selga presentation, and that is the effect of the second ministerial directive that was issued on the 30th of March. Um, and I think I've raised this with colleagues on, on COGTA. And uh, if you read that second directive of the 30th of March, together with the, the first directive, which it amends on the 25th of March, it would seem that only one structure can have um, municipal governance and oversight meetings at present, and that structure is this disaster management center created in terms of Section 43 
of the Disaster Management Act. If that's not a correct interpretation, that is certainly uh, the interpretation in many councils um, that are speaking to me where no oversight meetings are, are taking place uh, electronically or via uh, um, you know, audiovisual equipment as we do, uh, and no information is being distributed to councillors about procurement decisions or even the activities of these um, disaster management centres. And I think that creates a risk, uh, especially in terms of emergency procurement. If councillors don't have any uh, oversight ability, it, it creates big gaps in which maladministration and corruption uh, might uh, occur. And as we review the, the lockdown approach, or as government does that, I would like uh, Salga's comment on whether that directive should not be amended so as to encourage councils to, to have not contact meetings, not uh, traditional public meetings, but at least use the technology which uh, us MPs use in order to fulfill their oversight functions. Chair, the second um, comment is on the proposal of councillors to municipal solidarity funds. And I think it is to be welcomed that councillors be encouraged to make a contribution. One thing I would like Selka to take into account is that certain political parties have already committed uh, their councillors uh, to make contributions to the National Solidarity, uh, uh, National Solidarity Fund, and that should be taken into account. The DA in particular, um, our councillors have, have committed to contribute 1.5 million rand to that fund. The second uh, concern in respect of municipal solidarity funds is we have to be absolutely sure that those funds are administered uh, correctly and that the governance of those funds are above board, especially in the municipalities that don't have a good track record of governance and uh, especially also because councillors aren't exercising much of an oversight function at, at present moment. So those are just suggestions for Salga to take into account as it refines its proposals. Uh, I understand the comment uh, that, that these are just uh, uh, drafts at this stage. Uh, but perhaps Selka will find the input valuable. Lastly, Chair, on the issue of uh, food parcels and the controversy around that, I think it's important for both the committee and for Selga to take note of discussions in the Social Development Portfolio Committee, where the general trend has been to encourage vouchers, coupons, and direct cash payments uh, to the needy instead of food parcels. The main argument for that isn't necessarily the corruption, although that is uh, a factor mitigating against the distribution of food parcels. But also, if, for instance, 1,200 rand is budgeted per recipient, because of the inefficiencies in government supply chain, only a fraction of that 1,200, in fact, reaches the beneficiary at the end of the day. And we, we have to, uh, um, as far as possible, uh, treat people with a lesser dignity and, and give them the power to, to meet their needs, whether it be groceries or whatever other uh, shopping item, and then also to take full value. So I think Salga and, and the committee might want to encourage the uh, municipalities to look at coupons 
vouchers instead of a food parcel system. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Honorable Hossein? Yeah, uh, Chair, I have five issues and I'll try and run through them as quickly as possible. Um, the first one is I um, just wanted to also add my voice to this issue around the uh, the comment that uh, uh, Honorable Opperman made in terms of the I know that I've seen some of the reports from other provinces and those figures don't seem to be correct unless, of course, Saga is presenting figures that might be a week older or two weeks older, perhaps. But uh, um, in the Western Cape, for example, I've seen a recent report and those figures are not tallying up. So I just want to make that point. Uh, maybe it's a, it's an older figure. Uh, the second point is uh, the issue around the Solidarity Fund. And uh, you know, I welcome Saga's leadership in Council but I'd like to know what contribution is Salga themselves making uh, to the Solidarity Fund, because they haven't included that if, if they are making a contribution. The third one is around the, the, the food parcels, Chairperson. Um, I'm afraid that the number of incidents that's covered in the, uh, in the report, which says 19, is not really a true reflection of what's actually going on on the ground. And I understand that perhaps maybe there's uh, some information that Salga hasn't received yet, but just a cursory glance on social media will tell you that there are actually much more examples and complaints of councillors uh, handing out food parcels uh, to their friends, their colleagues, keeping it for themselves. In the Msindui municipality, for example, where there's, uh, it's in that report, uh, where the mayor says that they were not involved in, uh, in the distribution of food parcels. Well, there, there are photographs on social media of the mayor himself handing out food parcels and uh, uh, pictures of that which I'll put on our, on our portfolio group so that uh, the other members can see it. Now, what for me is of concern, Che, is that when these incidents occur, for us to ask the very same municipality to investigate it is a bit problematic. And I think what we need is we need an external independent investigative authority. Either the police must investigate or, or the Hawks or somebody must take it much more seriously. You see, when the president had made mention of this in his address uh, on national television and the, uh, the seriousness in which he had spoken on that day, when I look at this report on, and the investigation into councillors who are involved in uh, in theft of food parcels, I'm afraid I don't think that the the the, the response uh, from the necessary authorities um, actually match uh, the strength and the seriousness of the comments that the president had made in his national address. So I want to urge our portfolio committee and urge Salga uh, to take this matter much more seriously. Uh, even if it is 19 councillors, which I don't believe it's correct, I'm afraid 19 councillors is far too many. For us to have a single councillor stealing food from the poor is just simply not acceptable, regardless of which political party they belong to. And I really would like to see that there's much more stronger action taken against these public representatives for stealing food from, from, from the public. Otherwise, we have this report, we walk away and nothing happens. And I want to appeal that we get some feedback in terms of what genuine action has been taken, in particular with regards to Msanduzi, because they the very culprit who's been involved in distributing food parcels is the one who's been asked to give a report uh, to Salga. To me, that just uh, doesn't make sense. Uh, the next uh, item, Chair, is this issue around the ESCOM uh, payment holiday. And I can imagine that uh, municipalities are going to be under a lot of strain. I, I don't support that ESCOM be given a payment, uh, uh, give municipalities a payment holiday. If they themselves are trying to get out of the mess, I don't think it's going to be easy for us to ask the ESCOM 
uh, to allow municipalities not to pay over a uh, three-month period. What I think should happen is that national government should come to the table and actually be able to assist municipalities to be able to meet their, their financial obligations with ESCOM. Otherwise, those cost recovery measures that ESCOM is involved in is, uh, is going to fly through the window and ESCOM is going to fall apart again. The last point, uh, Chairperson, is uh, I think maybe it's been covered, uh, the, 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 the last point, and I'll just stop there. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um uh, Chair, I'm sorry, may I just raise one other matter very, very quickly, and that is uh, this issue about the 20 billion rand that has been contributed to municipalities for uh, uh, for relief measures. Um, uh, I know that the regulations require that um, all expenditure of the municipality or emergency expenditure must be reported to the next council meeting when it sits again. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the regulation says 30 days. My great concern is that there are many municipalities uh, where since the mayor and the and the municipal manager are taking decisions in terms of expenditure, there's very little accountability, there's no oversight because councils are not meeting. And so there has to be some higher authority oversight over those municipalities. And I would like to ask if Salga at the, at the next opportunity or even at uh, perhaps Cocta uh, could give some sort of uh, report back in terms of how those municipalities use that money and to what extent that money was used uh, for the intended beneficiaries so that we can avoid a situation where that money has uh, disappeared into somebody's pocket. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, we have last two um, honorable members, uh, Meklo and then Honorable Mpumza, you'll be the last one. Uh, Meklo, are you still there? Honorable Mpumza? Can I take Meklo's slot, Mpumza? All right. After Honorable Pumza, uh, Honorable Mutambi will be the, the, the last one. Uh, Honorable Pumza? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Chairperson. Can we see your face? Thank you. Uh, unmute your mic. Honorable Pumza, your mic is not is on mute. Thank you. Including your face. <laughs> Oh, GM, okay. please, face, please, face, face, GM. Honorable Pumza, your mic is face. Uh, they are passing off. Hello. 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 My point is that firstly, uh, the foresight of the leadership of Salga for the recommendations, the foresight in the recommendations that they have made. But Chair, uh, the, the distribution and the installation of uh, the water tanks is very critically, very, very slow. And it defeats the purpose of the objective of uh, providing this. Perhaps Salga must uh, begin to think of an innovative measure that municipalities would actually speed up the distribution and the provision, the installation of uh, these uh, tankers, as well as uh, a filling in of water to the destitute and uh, the poor communities. Chair. The, the Salga, in the, as well as the, the report that is presented, one critical issue that I want to look at 
was that uh, this issue of uh, ESCOM uh, threatening uh, to invoke the Paja in the Northwest and other municipalities, as well as municipalities that are intending, uh, that is to invoke credit control in this particular time, is a matter that would require uh, some intervention so that uh, people, uh, the poor people and the homeless are not affected by being disconnected. So I think that uh, Salga must prevail over member municipalities actually to relax their credit control measures during this period of the lockdown. But also I think the question of the assignment of this executive function of retrograding electricity by municipalities should be expedited uh, by the national government. In particular, the interministerial uh, committee that's working on these matters must actually speed up this matter so that municipalities are given this executive function as actually contained in the constitution. My last comment here would be that uh, what is Salka coming up with? Because in the Eastern Cape in particular, that in these rural municipalities, the spread of uh, 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 the pandemic has been through uh, uh, funerals, in particular in the municipality of Port St. John's and Tabangur and other areas in the Eastern Cape. Then what measures then is Salga is suggesting uh, to member municipalities to make sure that in their bylaws, they are actually strengthening the regulations on the tightening of the funerals and the compliance by communities. And critically, the last would be that uh, to what extent is Salga uh, that is triggering member municipalities so that their structures in the wards are actually active in terms of conveying education uh, to communities among the education awareness uh, within communities so that indeed people are actually complying and uh, actually following up the regulations as said. Thanks, Chairperson. Thank you. Um, Honorable Mutambi, uh, Honorable Meklo will be the last one. Uh, we'll take Honorable Mutambi for now, and then Meklo will be the last one. Over to you, uh, Honorable Chair, your questions. Thank you, Chair, of the session. My, 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 my issue is around the matter that has been raised by the other colleagues on water, um, on, on, on water services. Uh, I attended the District Command Council of Wembe in the region where I am. And then you find that uh, out of the tanks that were allocated by the municipality, the tanks that have been installed are, 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 are less than the ones that are still to be installed. When you ask the question why, because you said you wanted you want you wanted water tanks, and then you have the tanks, and why are you not installing the water tanks? They tell us that uh, the National Department of Water and Sanitation has also appointed a service provider who's battling to even install uh, 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 tanks. So I think this is the matter that I want the national office bearers, including you, President of Salga. When you attend the National Command Council, can you raise this issue? Because you see, for the whole month, tanks have been staying in the municipalities. Uh, they are not yet installed, yet communities don't have water. But then they are there to say, 
why this the capacity of this service provider why was it not considered the other issue that i want to 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 to, to raise is the issue i know this is the municipal uh, standing rules and the municipal systems it's municipalities that must act against these councillors i see there's a lot of inconsistencies in dealing with this matter the others are just a uh, a, a given lesser cities, whereas other municipalities are, 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 are seen to be complying because I'm reading this in line with the incidents. There's one incident in Northwest that I've seen here. It's, I'm trying to quickly page that, but it's in Northwest, Ramutai Remuila, local municipalities. If there's an incident where in councillors were we were selling hand uh, sanitizers to foreign-owned shops, uh, 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 and then you see that there's no action that has been taken against the council. This means that then uh, the municipality, that particular municipality, is condoning it's condoning this behavior of uh, its councillors uh, who requested businesses for food parcels for personal gains. That's the issue that I wanted to raise to say. Then there's no action taken against. Then you find another municipality then taking action. I think these are the matters that you need to also follow up with your members. And then the, the other issue, I think it's about your issue of the contribution to the solidarity fund as proposed here. I think we, 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 are, we are hearing your, your proposal. And then also this issue to say then it must be for municipal use at municipal level. But then uh, there are other political parties. I thought I will hear Honorable Mkalibi say that we had already directed their councillors to contribute the third of their salary to the National Solidarity Fund. How, how, what, what do you intend to then make sure that uh, this issue then it doesn't contradict the other? What do you think should be the best solution to deal with this, uh, with regard to these matters? And then I think the other issues, as the other colleagues have raised, 20 councillors, yes, but it put the whole local government in the spotlight. It's about the issue of the role of councillors themselves now when it comes, apart from distributing food parcels and all those other things that they are keen on. It, it, there's an awareness part of it which councillors must be doing. Like you see so many people in the streets, uh, some lingering, they don't even know what is happening. What has been the structured role of councillors to be the ambassadors? Uh, on this uh, uh, campaign of fighting this uh, COVID-19, because uh, you see in other municipalities, people are locking down, in others, it's business as usual, and there's also this issue of uh, sanitizers as well. We know National Department is giving uh, sanitizers to district municipalities. And then the municipalities will in turn distribute them to to local municipalities. But how sure are we that these sanitizers are actually reaching their intended beneficiaries? Those were my few questions, Chair. Uh, th thank you, Honorable Mutambi. Honorable Klo, you're the last one, and then we'll give over to Salga to respond quickly. Honorable Klo. Okay, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, let me uh, firstly thank the 
Salga for their presentation. My question firstly will be on the water services that uh, there are water tanks that are distributed around the country. But in our region, and especially in Tswane, in municipalities somewhere in Soshangube, there are many water tanks that are there. And I don't know which criteria are, were they using to distribute those water tanks because those water tanks are still lying there. And if you check on the issue of our Hamaskral, Hamaskral, they've long been having the water problem for a very long time. Even now, they are still experiencing the same problems, especially on the people that are staying on, uh, uh, on the sharks. I think those people, they need urgent uh, 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 attention. And Salga, they should also take this issue very serious of the water tanks that are staying there in Sochangube, not distributed to the relevant place places and the relevant uh, 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 people. Then again, on the issue of uh, the saga, the, the I just want to ask the, the saga that what are their views? What are their views in respect of grantee struggling and overlay indebted municipal employee access to a certain percentage of their pension fund as an additional form of relief? Those are the questions that are the Salga, maybe they should respond effectively on that. And then again, on the issue of uh, addressing the challenges in, in municipalities, né? that what are the agent recommendation measures that you are going to enforce in addressing challenges municipalities under financial distress for financial relief. What Salga are saying about that? Then another one critical issue now is the lack of transparent criteria for the selection of beneficiaries for the food parcel facilities. That those food people are having many lists of uh, the people that need food parcels. But as of now, people are still loitering around the street wanting to know who are the relevant people that they should go and ask them for the food parcels, especially in Tswane, where especially in Sochangube and Mamelodi and Harangua and Winterfell. So those people, they need urgent attention of relevant people that they should communicate with. And then again, on the issue of... Uh, that, that will be the, the last question. The, the municipal, all municipal revenue, what measures are the municipalities going to introduce in making sure that they collect as much revenue as possible? Because as of now, most of the people are out of work. Those that are street vendors, they are not working. Now I don't know, is it going to be possible for them to make sure that people are honoring their plea. I don't know. Uh, th and thank, thank you, Honorable Meklo. There uh, are so many questions that I wanted to ask, but we, I thank you, Chairperson, for now. We'll have an opportunity to submit return questions and Salga will respond accordingly. Um, Honorable Mkadi Ming, uh, President,
Chair? I, yes. yes. So, Chair, would, would you kindly not be generous enough to give us a second round, please, just for for even even uh, 30 seconds, Chair, please? Um, it, it will depend on how long uh, will Salga take to respond, and then we'll see as will time Salga to be pointed, please, for that yeah. for the purpose. Your request is noted accordingly. Thank you, Chair. On, on, Honorable President, Nankadi Meng. If it is a Marawali interrupt, I need the issue. Honorable President, are you still there? I'm here. Now I'm here. People Michael. Michael, can you stop playing with your grandchildren, please? We are in a meeting. No, 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 thanks. Uh, Honorable President, over to you. You will then guide us as to who will be responding to questions. Uh, hopefully, you have noted all the questions down. So, we are handing over to you to respond to questions, and then you'll summarize to, uh, at the end. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jefferson. I, I think you may have to really guide. I've noted 50 questions, and we really would want to do justice to the questions. So I think for starters, I'm going to go with the recommendation that earlier members made that we made the submission uh, in in writing to respond to these questions. Otherwise, we they, they need a bit of uh, clarification, uh, comparison of statistics as we sit in 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 the national command on water, etc. Uh, to make sure that we are thorough into the questions that members have raised. I'm going to hand over to the CEO to respond to some few that he possibly can just for now. But I wanted to deal lightly. Uh, of course, more information could follow with regard to councillor conduct. Mm. And agree with members that whether it's 19 or more, it's just but too many. I think that's the principle. Uh, zero tolerance should be what we all are striving for, to make sure that there is not even a single case under such an, a pandemic, not even generally under any general circumstances. But the regulations with regard to the code of conduct of municipalities, I mean of councillors, uh, relies or is the custodian of every municipality and every municipal council. As our notice, which has been attached there, which was sent to all municipalities, but also subsequently also dealing with the three cases at the time, which were first reported, clearly indicates and gives direction to what municipalities must do. This go hand in hand with what the law enforcement may also have to do with regard to criminal cases and charging of officials. I mean, for example, I, there's a case in Pulukwane municipality. The speaker interacted with the councillor, uh, was advised by our legal services to charge the councillor and seek for concurrence from uh, 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 Cocta. And Cocta wrote back to us today and say, wait to the end of lockdown and not take action and cancel to discuss the matter thoroughly. So there are some of these uh, difficulties which may not be easy for us to manage at an event of SALGA in interacting with councils. But the legislation is very clear and the principle is what is being respected to deal with that. I'll ask the CEO to
to touch on the key issues, uh, water and others, but we will bring fully uh, written responses, Chairperson, uh, to the committee to be able to do justice on what we think can be able to assist ourselves and the committee. Otherwise, trying to respond to 50 questions in such a very short space of time will not be possible. But uh, we appreciate the opportunity and we appreciate the commitment for the portfolio to work with us and push hard to make sure that local government becomes a better state. Can I hand over to the CEO, uh, Chairperson? Yes. So we, we, we agree that you will give us a, a detailed written responses. Therefore, the CEO will touch base on what he thinks are the key and critical issues that ought to be responded to currently. So we'll give him those few minutes, but he must not attempt to uh, <laughs> go into details. Yes, I yeah. So a few minutes, CEO, and then uh, Honorable Chair, you will summarize and close the meeting. I think my role will end here. Uh, CEO, over to you. Is he still struggling to be audible? Can you also see his face, please? You must not speak to the spook here. Uh, CEO, are you there? Honorable Nkadimeng? Uh, President, it appears as if your officials are struggling to connect. Okay, Chairperson, with the powers vested upon the chair, then can we be allowed to make the submissions in writing as we have requested? Uh, you can hand over to the chair of the committee, but uh, we will comply. <laughs> the CEO is sending me a message that they have muted me. So please unmute the CEO. But I think we can conclude. He must meeting. unmute himself. <laughs> the CEO must unmute himself. He says I can hear and see all of you. It means this main mic is not working. But let's conclude, Chair. Is, uh, is, he, is he unable to unmute himself using his yes. device? Yes. This is exactly what happened to me, eh? But the whole thing of my situation. Hey, the whole thing of I nearly said I'm Honorable Mkalipi, that happens to your honorable chair. No, but the CEO, we can't accept that from the CEO perspective. It's a big <laughs> person. Honorable Mkalipi, thank you very much. Noted, but... Um, <laughs> Thank you, Honorable Gadimeng. Uh, Honorable Mutambi, over to you. Please um, conclude the business of the day. Thank you. But um, there was a problem from Honorable Gadimeng. Um, since the CEO is, is not muted, can't you just uh, consider that proposal from Gadimeng? Yeah, no, will can submit the questions in writing as well. If he can do it now, immediately when we, we knock off here, he sends them to Shirin. Shirin will, the committee secretary will send the same thing to Salga, so that Salga by Thursday, they should have responded by midday Thursday, we should get all our responses, all those 50 plus. The other additional that Honorable Teza want to put, I don't know whether it's six or seven, whichever the number. It's uh, one. Honorable, eh? it's, it's one. one. 
Just one. Yeah, raise it, raise it sharply. On the incidents, on the incidents of alleged breach of code of conduct, only chair. Uh, I hear the president of Salka has mentioned only the 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 the, 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 the speaker there in Pulukwane, but also the mayor was was found to have deliberately excluded words that were supposed to benefit from the the donation of food parcels purely for political expedience. So you can see, as we have raised here, that the problem of political interference is prevalent in this thing of 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 uh, of, of, of distribution of food. So 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 what are what, why is it that he is not mentioned in this in this in this uh, stream in this in this list? And then uh, what are the actions? The immediate actions to deal with that conduct. Thank you very much. That's all, Chair. Yes, Honorable Kaiser, which municipality is that one? Pulukwane municipality, Chair. Pulukwane in Pulukwane. At least Pulukwane, the president of Salga is the mayor of Pulukwane. Mayor. So, yeah, is it the Pulukwane. mayor, the president of Salga, who did this? Exactly. So why don't you go direct to her and just go? Because she's here with us. Maybe she can answer. You want to do that or it will be part of the collective uh, responses, uh, Majoro of Polokwane? I think she can, she can redeem herself now. Yes. <laughs> Over to you, Temi. I mean, you're capable hands, Chair. Uh, yeah. You could also submit a written response. Uh, the allegations are unfounded. The food parcels were only received. So the donation was not even given by the municipalities, given by food of the givers or gift of the givers. So I, I, there is a difference. In fact, the party that was alleging was advised by the speaker to go and open a Have we lost you, Kansalangadimeni? Kansalangadimeni? I think she has left, uh, disconnected by mistake. I just got connect disconnected. Oh, but I there think we go. There we go. Yeah, I think on that one, you note, we are agreeing that you're going to uh, give that report in full, in writing as well as a separate report, not part of the Salga report. And then all these start, yeah. yes, and then all these other questions you are going to submit them to us in writing by midday Thursday. We are agreeing on that one as well. Midday Thursday, Jefferson. Yes. Okay, I hear you loud and clear. Yeah. Then yeah. Any other member who might feel uh, they have additional questions, they can do that today and submit, you'll get them before you sleep. I think I need to also appreciate you, Salga. Uh, remember, you were supposed to come and present on Thursday, uh, but due to the unavailability of the minister, you agreed, and then I know you worked tirelessly to put the presentation together, which we are so appreciative. Uh, then you finally sent the presentation last night. We want to appreciate that. Then as a way forward, like I've indicated, then uh, the summary of the meeting won't be easy based on the fact that um, you're still going to respond to our question uh, in writing. Safe to say that for now, then what I will do is just to again confirm 
the, the members' attendance, uh, the members of the portfolio committee. Uh, we know Sarga is led by the president and all the national office bearers are here. I can see their, them in the screen. The secretary will write those names. Also, then the CEO in attendance, though he can't hear us, he's muted, but I know it's part of the meeting, including the COO. On the part of the members, I'll start with Honorable Kronavald, he's here, and then it's Honorable uh, Hussein, Honorable Brink, Honorable uh, Opperman, then uh, Honorable Mkalipi, Honorable Theza, and then it's Honorable Hadebe, Honorable Mpumza, Honorable Kawanchawa, Honorable Tohu, and Honorable Mutambi. This is the attendance of the members, just to, for the record's sake. Did I omit anyone? No, yes, Yes, Lutuli was also online. Yes, yes, yeah, I can see he was online himself, so we'll put his name. Who else? No, it, it, it's it's fine then, but I've seen a lot of attendees at the MEC. Ravin Singh has been very consistent in attending this meeting, and all other members of the media, they are here, uh, all the office, and even the portfolio heads of Salga, they are here, the NEC members, majority of them, I can see they are all here, but the secretary will attest to that. Safe to say then I need to then uh, thank you for your time and really apologize for the technical glitches that I, I, I had to experience, but at least I'm not alone. Even the CEO of Salga is affected by that. Uh, the meeting then gets agent. The way forward being that Salga will submit written submissions to the committee by midday on Thursday. It being the... 30th, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, basically that's it. Then that brings us to the end of our meeting. We are we in fact already in injury time. Yeah, exceeded our time. But I think that the, the rationale, the reasons being the technology glitches, but with time, I think we're going to improve. It's going to be better time and again. Thank you so much, colleagues. Thank you, Salga. President you, and team, it Thank has been always much. a pleasure. Thank you, you, Chair. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See you on Thursday. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye, Chair. Bye, Bye. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you, Mamkeze. Thank you, Bye. Thank you to the. Thank you to the Honorable Hatebe for holding the meeting up. Okay, thank you, Baba. Thank you, Honorable Hatebe. Bye-bye.